Hey guys, Richard here. We're going to drop you into a preview of the first episode of Campaign 2, just enough to get a taste of how it all sounds in action. Then we're going to cut over to more in-depth conversation about the mechanics and the backstories of our characters and world. The full episode 1 will be available in two weeks. We hope you enjoy this preview and discussion, and join us on our next adventure. Our adventure is going to start on the fire continent of Lacerre. To the east of the Sand Sea lies a coastal town of Rayori. Uh, Rayori is a more upbeat town. Its population is very diverse, and it's pretty big. Uh, you could get very lost in its extremely large shopping district. It is winter time in Rayori, although you would never know because Lacerre itself is very hot and it never ever snows. The only way that you know it is winter is because the town is celebrating the winter solstice. So the town is done up in a lot of festive lights, wreaths, all kinds of flowers and stuff like that, and they are doing a yearly competition in their Colosseum. If you win or do well in the Colosseum, you get the chance to join our main guild of the story, the Blood Ravens. And that's kind of where we're going to start. Our adventurers are waking up or getting ready uh, for their day of the Colosseum. They are all trying to join the Blood Ravens. And we will start with Griffin. Griffin wakes up at 4.30 a.m. as always. <laughs> um, he is in an inn. Dear God. In the city. He's maybe been staying here just to get ready for the competition. Maybe because his wife doesn't want him living at home right now. Who can say? <laughs> so he gets up. He makes his bed. He does, you know, a full, like, hospital corners on the sheets and the tucking and everything like that. <laughs> very, <laughs> very retentive. <laughs> That's just the best way to do hospital corners. <laughs> uh, he makes sure everything's clean. What he actually does, though, is he goes outside. He knows that there's an inn downstairs where he can buy, like, a coffee or something, but he doesn't trust that they're gonna make it right. So he actually goes out back and he uses the can to produce flame to make his coffee beans, which he brought with him, um, to make All a right. good cup of coffee. He's that kind a of proper guy. cup of coffee. And once he has his morning Joe and he dresses himself, Griffin is just a 45 year old human dude. He's six one. He's he's a bigger dude. He's strong, but he's not like it's not like he exercises in a very specific way. He's, he's just dad strong. He's just dad strong. He's just thick. Um, he's not cut or anything like that. He wears a metal breastplate, but his legs and arms are made of leather. He has a round wooden buckler, a shield that he made himself, and a hammer. And he has a salt and pepper hair and a black mustache. Okay. And he heads towards the arena, even if it is like six hours too early, because he doesn't want to get caught in the line, okay? He needs to be there. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, at what time did you wake up? Dear God, he woke up at four thirty. So, you woke up at four thirty. This all took him a good hour. Yeah. Okay. We'll say we'll say you also like sat for a while and like waited for the sun to come up. That's like, how, that's the coffee time. Yes. Yeah, coffee time. You have to watch the sunrise. We'll say the sun rises fairly early. We'll say you you head out around like seven a.m. And then now we will pan over to. The entrance to the city. Rayori is a very large town, uh, and it was built by dwarves. 
Uh, so everything is very large and exaggerated arches. They Compensation. Went, yes. <laughs> they went super heavy on the ravens thing. So everything has like stone ravens everywhere. Uh, and there's like black marble worked into everything. And the, the giant archway uh, is open. They're not super protective of their borders. It's kind of an open city. Um, you know, you can come in and go out freely. A gust of sand is strolling by and it's a little windy and in the shadow of the sand we see a figure coming through Armin Hammer Armin Hammer is looking around at how populated this city is there are Something, a lot of people lots of people lots of people that Armin is not used to seeing although he sees all these shops with all their items out front for preview what do these people see when they see Armin Armin thinks he sees, they see, him as a real boy. <laughs> he himself sees himself as a real boy, but uh, a... everyone will see him as a warforged that is about 6'4", pretty hefty. Uh, he's 290 pounds. He's got a fancy top hat um, with <laughs> goggles uh, that hang around his neck. Um, he's got a jerkin, and on top of that, he's got his leather... He's, he's jerkin. <laughs> jerkin. Not yet. <laughs> it's, it's too early. He's, he's walking. Too early to twerk, too. Um, <laughs> he's got his leather coat, and he's walking, and he's got two axe handguns to his side, and he's got a, a shotgun-like gun. Shotgun-like gun? He's got a shotgun <laughs> <laughs> strapped around, because it's not quite... Anyway, uh, it's strapped around his shoulder. He strolls on in, and he sees a little snack booth. Right when you walk in, it's kind of like when you get off the highway. It, there's lots of little fast food shops right. right next to the entrance. Little like kiosks and booths and stuff. But they're actually kind of looking at you funny because they do notice that you're a Warforged. So none of them are really trying to get your attention. Right. Because they know that you don't eat. I immediately take a beeline over to a snack booth. <laughs> and I'm very curious about how these things taste. The little gnome shopkeeper... Uh, looks up at you and he says, uh, can I help you? Uh, yes. What are these over here? Well, these are, are shrimp rolls. Sounds delicious. I will have three of those. Are, are you sure? You're right. Maybe four. <laughs> he, he kind of looks to his wife and she kind of shrugs her shoulders and then he wraps them up. He goes, uh, that'll, that'll be two silver. Armin flips over. Two silver over. Silver over, over. God, I'm just repeating <laughs> words here. <laughs> he, <laughs> Armin malfunctions. <laughs> over, 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 over. 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 <laughs> uh, he takes one of the shrimp rolls and just jams it right into the metal plate of his face. <laughs> the, <And> shop, <laughs> the shopkeeper has this just look of shock on his face and he's just speechless. This is wonderful. So good as the shrimp roll just drops right in front of him. He grabs another shrimp roll and jams it right into his metal plate face. I'm going to take these now and just strolls on further into the city. I will. That image will live with me forever. Um, shrimp roll. Shrimp face. So next we will pan over to the back entrance to the city. <laughs> our, you didn't our, have to say it like that. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> to the our friend Uman has been camping out outside the city for a little while now. Large places do kind of tend to freak him out a little bit. 
And so he is kind of trying to just make his way in inconspicuously. Yeah, uh, Uman's been up since about 5 a.m. because that's usually about the time he needs to get up and eat in the morning. He stood there for about an hour eating on some random vegetables and fruit, naked, of course, because even though it's winter, it's really hot in this town. Yep. So nope. he's just kind of chilling, but he doesn't need a fire because he's nervous, so his infernal glyphs are just glowing at a much more maximum capacity. He can kind of see everything around him. Plus, he's got dark vision, so. <laughs> he, he's just nervous, and he's sitting there, so he gets ready. Uh, he's wearing his hooded shawl. He puts his hooded shawl on first. For some reason, he didn't put his pants on yet. I don't know why. Uh, then he goes to his pants. He's got some nice... I still don't know what they're really called. They're, you know... We're going to go with harem pants. They're like ninja pants, parachute pants, but they're cuffed. Yeah, we, we discussed this at length before. We're yeah. hammer pants, parachute pants. Some sort of parachute pants. Puffy pants that, for, that are tight at the ankle. They hug he the really ankle. He really likes the swoosh sound, <laughs> and he likes when he uses his speed, you know. So uh, Obviously, he's a little tubby. He's a little tubby guy, so he doesn't have too much speed. But barefoot, he doesn't wear boots. He's getting himself ready for the morning. He His cloth kind of tunic kind of covers his belt area because I feel like that's where he kind of carries all his weapons because he's a sorcerer so he tries to use his magic I don't think it always works out too well so he likes to use his weapons as a last resort and then I think you know he and just... he is he is a hairless tabaxi oh yeah right? the only hair on his body he has eyebrows and a long thin wispy beard that's kind of there. Like that's just the on only the chin. Hair. Yeah, just literally like three to <laughs> seven hairs that come down and they just kind of float in the wind. And his, okay. his, his skin is naturally more red, right? Yes, he's much more red. That's obviously why he's going through the back entrance. He's going to cloak up because he doesn't really want to bring attention to himself. He's a short, chubby, hairless cat who's red and has infernal glyphs. So. Oh, and horns as well, so... He's a little scared to go into town. But Very untraditional. Yeah, he's basically been camping out behind the city for about six months now, just preparing a speech, but then he learned that he didn't really need to do that. All he had to do was go to the Coliseum, so <laughs> now he's going through the back entrance to try and head towards the Coliseum. A cat being hairless but having eyebrows, eyebrows. is the craziest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they're long, they're long and wispy, too. They also float in the wind. So That's he's amazing. in a nice cross breeze. It looks like an old kung fu movie, except he's <laughs> yes. a fat, hairless cat. And you're this like, is fantastic. So all three of you are kind of making your separate journeys into town. The Coliseum itself is kind of located at the northernmost part of the town. So you kind of all have to head in the same direction no matter where you came from. And you guys get to just before the main road to the Coliseum. And Armin, you kind of look down a little side alley and you see this guy in the in the alley and he's waving at you and he's hey 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 mister over here over here armin waves back very excitedly hey i i need your help mister come here armin looks to his left and his right points to himself yeah yeah you <laughs> armin jauntily walks over into the alley <laughs> jauntily jauntily uh, armin as you walk into the alley you see this is a um it's an older gentleman he is a little scraggly. He's much smaller than you. He is holding his arm, uh, and he looks at you. He says, hey, 
uh, my arm really hurts. These these guys were in the alley earlier, and they they jumped me and they tried to rob me. Can you can you help me try to find my stuff? What 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 stuff are we talking about? Uh, they they took my my gold purse and my lucky dagger. Ooh, lucky dagger. What does it look like? It's a dagger. That's lucky. You know, my dad gave it to me when I was a kid, and I've oh. just had it ever since. I feel that. I feel that. Okay. Yeah, I'll help you. Where are these these thieving? Thieves. Armin, give me a <laughs> perception check. Thieving thieves. <laughs> Show me these thieving thieves who are full of thievery. So that goes to a six. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you, just so eager to help this little man, just do not even notice that two people have come up from behind you and you take a surprise attack. No! for three damage. Uh, you feel hit right in the back of the head uh, for three damage. My hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you're going to roll initiative with these guys. Oh, damn. So 19? 19? Okay. Um, you, d- you do go first. So you get hit in the back of the head, uh, and you kind of go forward a little bit, but it's not enough to make you like go down on one knee or anything. It's not ma- enough to make you prone. Right. And you now realize that you have been surrounded by three people and they don't look like people that need help. Oh, is this how we're going to play it? (laughs) (laughs) The guy behind you goes, (laughs) yeah, it is, buddy. Armin takes the handgun axe, points it at the one guy's face, and he goes, fires. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see, do I hit him? Armin's about to shoot someone in the face. (laughs) I just got to town, too. (laughs) He literally just got here. So that's an 18. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he just shot that guy in the face. (laughs) Roll your damage. Please tell me he killed him. Please tell me he just killed him. I am a warforged. Holy shit. <laughs> I am built for war. <laughs> he, he says that. I am a warforged. <laughs> so, eight. You blow this dude's ear off. Uh, he is screaming and he drops to the ground. Oh, oh, he shot me. He fucking shot me. You get an offhand weapon attack if you're using your, your pistols. Right. Believe you means who else are you going to shoot in the who face? Who else am I going to shoot in the face? <laughs> or use the axe hand. <laughs> or, or use, use or the axe. Or like swing the other one with the oh. other dude's neck. Finish him. Yeah. <laughs> Fatality. Armin takes one and shoots the closest guy in the foot. Is one, it the same two, guy? Going, no, different no, guy. No, Going okay. for a yeah, different one? Yeah. Yeah. I okay. mean, go. you got to make an attack roll. Attack roll. Oh, that's not a good one. That's a 10. That's going to miss. Can I like shoot the ground around him? Yeah. Like I'm wanting him to dance. <laughs> <laughs> dance for me, boy. They all Armin do look does. a little scared now and they kind of start to back up. But then the other guy that was behind you, he's, it's his turn now. He is going to rush forward and make an attack at you. He, he had a giant like pipe in mm. his hand. That's what you got hit with before. Okay. And he lost an ear for it. Streets of rage up in this bitch. Wow, he got a <laughs> blind justice. <laughs> he got a nat one. Uh, <laughs> he slips on the blood of the guy whose ear you shot off, uh, and he falls prone for his turn. Um, that is the guy in front of you's turn, and he's gonna kind of act scared a little bit and start to back up, and he backs up directly into Uman who 
running through the town just so happened to run up from the opposite side of this alleyway uh, and has now bumped into this situation. Also at the same time, from the other end of the alley, being a concerned dad citizen, Griffin has heard a gunshot from an alleyway next to him on his way in and has discovered a very bloody, messy scene as well. Um, you two go ahead and roll into the initiative order. I, I believe that me and Uman make eye contact, though, and I say, this robot's killing these citizens. <laughs> <laughs> he just fucking blew his ear off. <laughs> I rolled a 10 total. Oh, my God. I rolled a nat one. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Um, <laughs> it's perfect for Uman. It means he gets to take the back road off. All right, so that <laughs> is... scared. Uh, Someone just got his ear blown off. <laughs> so that guy that backs up into you, Uman, uh, he turns around and he's just going to like swing at you with its fist. Great. <laughs> Wow, he hits you for max fist damage. Oh my god. He punches you right in the face for four damage. Right off rip, <laughs> minus four damage. You okay. got max fisted. <laughs> <laughs> it's going in my notes. Max fisted. <laughs> and that's going to be back around to Armin. I'll protect you. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like two Cops stumbling upon Batman. (laughs) 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 Uh, Is Armin wearing a cape right now? (laughs) Wearing a long leather trench coat or whatever it is. Duster. Duster. There we go. That's the word. He's a with a high collar. (laughs) With a high collar. Exactly. Yeah. So he's closer to Uman right now, right? Yeah. So he just punched Uman in the face. Did I fall? Uh, or with a nat one, yeah, you did fall. Right. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Combined with his attack, you fell. So I'm just like looking up at him, like, what the fuck, bro? You've got your earless man bleeding on the ground, on screaming. The ah, okay. ah. And then you got the other guy that hit you with the pipe, also down on the ground, uh, and he just looks angry. He fell, right? Yeah. I aim my gun over at the one that punched Uman at his ear. I'm going for another one. Oh my one. god. Beautiful. <laughs> Avenge me, Armin. <laughs> Listen to me. Oh, oh my it's a nat god. 20. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a nat 20. Armin, do you want to blow his ear off or do you want to kill him? You, you I don't want to kill him. You okay. No matter how much damage you deal to him, because it's crit damage, you would have killed him. So you <laughs> you want to choose to just blow his ear off? Yes. Okay. Justice. So you blow his ear off and he drops Once to the again, floor. He's completely I'm done. Just... He's I, he I he goes unconscious this. from the pain. Uh, and he's just bleeding on the ground. So now there are two bleeding earless men <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> Check. And Armin, you still have an offhand weapon. I do. Uh, all I want to do is raise the other one above my head like I'm going to hit the one on the floor. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not actually going to hit the person. Um, the one guy that's on the floor is scre- that was screaming that's still conscious, he's going to take a little bit of bleed. I dubbed him Colin. <laughs> he starts to kind of look like he's about to pass out uh, and he kind of starts to like do the head bob thing and that's going to be all he can do his turn and then our other friend is going to kind of look at you and he goes I'm so sorry man I I don't know what happened I, I didn't mean to hit you with, with this pipe it just we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll, we, won't, we won't do anything anymore why didn't you why did you hit me in the in the first place? That's not cool, man. That It was an accident. Uh, didn't feel like an accident. This is the first time I've been hit by a pipe. 
<laughs> what is happening here, guys? Who is who is assaulting who? It is your turn. Yeah. It is your turn, Griffin. Griffin's question of who is assaulting who still stands as he raises a hand to start to heal the thug, waiting for uh, Armin to to maybe convince him not to do that. <laughs> hey, don't do that. I think these guys took you guys... this old man's lucky dagger. Wait, so you're not fighting all of these people. You're only fighting... Well, this one, this gentleman over here asked me to help him find his things. Right? The guy on the ground that's still conscious looks up at you, Richard, and he goes, I don't know what happened, man. We just walked into this alleyway and he started shooting people's ears off. Armin points his gun over back at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> don't you lie to him. Uh, make a make a, an intimidation roll with advantage. Okay. From a 6 to a 17. Okay. Uh, 17 is going to be enough. That's going to be enough. in and of itself. Right, there we go. Uh, he looks up at you, Griffin, and he goes, we were going to rob him. We were going to rob him, and then he, he turned out to be too much that we couldn't handle. We're so sorry. Please don't kill us. Hello, Character Arc listeners. Welcome to the Character Arcana podcast. I'm your dungeon master. No, no, not this time. <laughs> it's it's not you. It's me, Nick Slick. I'm your dungeon master because it's season two, babies. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Again, I am your new dungeon master, Nick Slick, and with me today, I have Richard Bertelson. Griffin Dadson. Also, Ted Hong. Armin Hammer. Also, also, Brett Larimer. Umon Kauka. How are we feeling? I feel pretty good. I feel good. I think maybe we should draw some attention to the fact that there are four of us again, and there one are. of us is pretty new. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was going to be my next step, yes. Brett, our new Hi. cast member. Tell us a little bit about you. I'm Brett. I play music and stuff, you know. Nothing, nothing too crazy going on in my life, but uh, I'm excited to do this season two. And how have you ever played D and D before? Uh, no, not not really. I mean, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm very new to this. Yeah, so it's gonna be very fun. It's gonna uh, be fun, yeah. So introduce us to your character, or do you want one of the the other guys to do theirs first? So you get yeah. A- let let one of them go first. <laughs> How about how about Richard? I know Richard's been itching to get Griffin Dadson out there. Itching to get Griffin. <laughs> Gross. I know. Itching for a Griffin. Griffin itching. It's a euphemism. Who's right there, itching for a Griffin? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. So, I am no longer the dungeon master. I'm just a a player. I a am a pawn, really. <laughs> Griffin Dadson is a human druid. Although, Druid's a little bit, he's kind of a custom class that uh, he's been calling him the Warden. He is a little bit of a mix of a Circle of Dreams Druid and an Eldritch Knight. Now, to clarify that, he's not multi-class because he doesn't get any of the fighter hit die for any level. He doesn't really get all the proficiencies for armors and weapons that the fighter gets. It's literally just specifically the Eldritch Knight. <laughs> I took away. I took away a bunch of... The druid's abilities, and of course, I asked the DM that if this was all right, and I took away. Most we of homebrewed them. a lot of stuff, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I took away all of his wild shaping except for the very lowest level of wild shape. So I can only turn into one thing, and that is a golden retriever. We've talked um, about this, though, <laughs> so many times. I will allow you to change into other animals as no. long as you transform into their baby states. <laughs> <laughs> so you could be oh, a baby actually, yes. bear or a <laughs> oh, baby, baby otter. Would be adorable. Or... He'd probably do that. Would he still have like his mind? But he's, yeah, like, no, he's I mean, he's still him. Baby yeah, he would it. just be a baby animal. All right. um, but other than that, so I, I lose, you know, I, don't, I never get improved... Improved wild shape. I don't get beast spells. I don't get arch druid. I don't get timeless body. I just get other druid stuff and like war magic and weapon bond. So I kind of made a paladin essentially once you boil it down because he's a druid who can heal. And the circle of dreams druid, what they get is they get an innate healing ability, not unlike lay on hands, except it's kind of better because they can do it at a long distance. Um, they do have to roll a dice for the healing though, where paladins can just assign a number, but I do get to use a number of the dice divided how I choose to heal throughout a day. And I get them, I get all those dice back at the end of the day and I can heal up to 120 feet. So he's kind of in the, in the mechanical sense, he's, he's a melee druid and more personally, he is a human, like all player characters I've ever played. Um, (laughs) Because I like the fact that humans get plus one to every stat. Uh, it's just fucking awesome. But um, he has a hammer and a shield. Uh, he's a 45-year-old dad. Um, <laughs> he lives on the outskirts of the city where we're going to start our game in. Um, he's just a suburban dad. His He was a, an up-and-coming star when he was in like the equivalent of high school, when he was 18 years old. He was primed to be hero guild member, but then he got his elf girlfriend pregnant. They had their twins. And so he stayed home and just got a job in kind of construction. Maybe we'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> kind of construction. <laughs> More like destruction. Yeah, kind of. Um, and so now that his uh, children are 27 years old... Um, <laughs> He, his half-elf children. His half-elf children. He kind of realized that, because they're still, like, what are they, the equivalent of, like, five? I, I don't know. Human years, for I don't elves, know. Yeah. yeah, for elves, they're, they're still children, like, children, children. But as far as humans go, yeah, they're full-grown adults. And so he kind of realized that, you know, he's, he's in, entering middle age and that one day he'll die and his family will still have hundreds and hundreds of years to live. So he's taking this moment to go off and try to reclaim that dream because the only way his 100-year life will mean anything in his 1,000-year wife's life or 500-year children's life, assuming half-elves work that way, (laughs) is if he's written about in history because he'll just exist for a little blip in their lives. And so he's setting out on this adventure to make a big name for himself and so that everyone talks about him and his family has something to be proud of. Quick note... His wife is very against this, and so there is a rift in their marriage at the moment. But he <laughs> believes he has to do it for his children. The pride of a druid. Right, yeah. Um, Mr. Armin Hammer. Hammer. Uh, yeah, for me, I am a custom-made, uh, what is it, artificer artillerist. I am a warforged, which is kind of interesting because my memories are that of a child. So I think I'm a, chi- uh, a real boy. Um, yeah, a human so we've got a, a Pinocchio thing going yeah. on. Uh, but his memories are that from when he was 10, and then it kind of jumps to where he was saved by this 
alchemist type person and has him doing all these chores and errands and stuff. But it's always out in the outskirts, not around much of anyone. And so he was he's, teaching you too at the same time. He exactly. taught you how to use guns uh, and he taught you how right. to create magic without actually needing magic. Yeah, so that's where uh, my weapons are more of like... So I've got two six shooters that have axe blades on them and then I've got a what I've dubbed pretty terribly as the spirit boomstick <laughs> um which is the it's a variation of something that we had a friend create for us actually right um so the original mechanics were for a weapon called the hand caster uh and it's a weapon that was made for us by our friend on Instagram um Jinx it's basically a gun that allows non-magic folk to fire magical spells from little spell canisters inside the gun. Uh, so basically, non-magic users become magic casters, uh, limited to the number of shells they have and stuff like that. Right, and we've agreed upon a rule where it's like the maximum distance would be 30 feet instead of like where some could yeah, be. Yeah, um, the, the, a lot of the original shock. mechanics for the hand caster were different. We've kind of moved what he has to more of a shotgun style gun uh, that fires his spells. So uh, his spells do have a little bit of a limited range based on the fact that they're kind of coming out of a shotgun style weapon. Right, right. Um, so the person who saved me, I have been with that person for six years. But I, rem I remember a life where I was a little thief just trying to you know, scavenge and other little things for my father, who was a blacksmith. Uh, just to clarify for our folks at home, yes, he was a real boy. And then he went out one night and then he kind of lost his memory and woke up being saved by this person. Um, and he is now a warforged, but he still thinks he is a real boy. I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, Uman Kautko. Or Kautka, I'm Kautka. sorry. Uman Kautka. Yes, I am a sorcerer. I am a tabaxi that is also basically half tiefling. Uh, more or less, yeah. More or less. It's, it's more <laughs> it, of a... We'll, we'll get into that for yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure how far you wanted me to go into that. I have an archaeologist background trying to figure out how to possibly not be half tiefling, something along <laughs> those lines. Basically a chubby hairless cat <laughs> chubby, oh, yeah yeah that's right you're hairless cat. yeah uh, i've got some horns on my head i've been kind of rebuked and, and shunned by society naturally as a chubby hairless horned cat uh, <laughs> yeah uh, my just... skin is very red because the tiefling part yeah oh also i have those infernal glyphs that kind of just show up sometimes on my skin Right. So kind of outcasted by society a little bit, trying to figure out some stuff. Very you know. unconventional looking uh, yeah. cat person for yeah. sure. He's, he's kind of his own little breed. We did a little bit of mix in there just to kind of, but it's an interesting concept. Gross. <laughs> yeah, it's a little gross, you know. He's hairless, so his nipples are showing if he's not wearing a shirt. Get ready for that, Dadson. <laughs> he's got some troubles in it for, with his animalistic nature. Um, I think this is going to be a very interesting group. Just to get you guys a little bit into our world that we are creating here, our three characters are rolling into the town of Rayori. Uh, Rayori is situated on the eastern side of the Sand Sea, which is a giant desert right in the middle of our main continent, which is called Lacerre. The world that we're going to be playing in is called Phaedrasil, and it is 
a very magical place in the sense that it's not um, it's not your typical fantasy world where you've got humans that live in one place and orcs that live in another place and elves here. Everything is kind of jumbled together. You'll any city that you walk into is going to have most of every race in it. Uh, most of the cities are very democratic in the sense that they have like an elected mayor. Uh, and of course, sometimes if you have a certain mayor, like if you have an orc mayor, you may have more orcs that kind of move into the city, stuff like that. But you guys are going to be trying out for one of Phaedrasil's most famous guilds, the Blood Ravens. They are the second highest ranked guild in all of Phaedrasil. Very prominent. They are side labeled as a good guild. Um, in this world, there are good and evil guilds. They kind of do, co- they, do they call themselves that? <laughs> no, we are an evil I, guild. Uh, most uh, <laughs> no, they're 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 just they also just refer to themselves as guilds. Um, basically, also, who's the best guild? They're the second best guild. You will find out. This is payback for all the intros I started. I tried to do. <laughs> uh, you will find out. Um, shit, what was I saying? <laughs> yeah, you totally <laughs> score one for dancing. Score one for dancing. Um, so basically, there's kind of this understanding between the fact that if the guilds that did bad things fought openly with the guilds that were good, quote unquote, that there would be really bad stuff that happens uh, and it would hurt a lot of people. So there's kind of this understanding, at least from the, from the quote unquote evil guilds, um, like if one of their members gets caught doing something bad, they're basically just disowned and they disavow any knowledge of their activities. Uh, it's kind of like if you get caught, you're on your own kind of thing. Because um, this world is dotted with guilds. So the evil guilds, when the bad their members do bad shit, the higher-ups just kind of like, well, we didn't tell them to do that. They're gone now, so right. don't, don't blame us. Right. But they probably tell them to do it. Right. So you guys are trying to join the Blood Ravens. And the town that we're going into of Riori, uh, they are celebrating their winter solstice. Uh, you would never know because... Rayori uh, and all of Lasair is actually part of what is referred to as the Land of Fire. Uh, you guys have this giant desert right in the middle of the continent called the Sand Sea, uh, and most of the continent year-round is fairly warm. Uh, so even in the winter, it never gets cold enough to snow. It's never snowed in uh, Lasair. So the only way that you would know it's the winter solstice is because of the festiveness of the town itself uh they still dress the town up uh there's decorations everywhere and lights uh, and there's a big celebration involving the blood ravens guild itself they do a competition every year during the winter solstice to add new guild members to the guild Uh, so you guys are all traveling there to take part in the competition in hopes to become guild members of the blood ravens let me see if i got this right is the continent Lasair, the land is Phaedrasil, and the town is Rayori? Yes, you are correct. <laughs> Damn. Right, He's got it all down right from take, the get-go. He's taking notes. notes. Little See, bit of, that's little a bit good of, player right little there. A little bit of catnip through mom. <laughs> <laughs> good idea. Sprinkle, sprinkle that, sprinkle that catnip idea, over there. <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> 
Um, no, that's 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 good. I like a maybe that takes even a notes. belly scratch later if he's lucky. <laughs> Get right behind the horns. <laughs> it should be fun. I'm very excited to see you know what you guys do. We're gonna kind of start out not right away with the competition. Um, we're going to get into that in episode one. This is just kind of, we wanted to sit down and give you guys a, a little taste of what's about to come. So I have a friend uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Stevens with a P-H, uh, W-Works. Um, it's Stevens, uh, Stevens Woodworks. He makes custom role-playing game accessories. Um, and he sent us some stuff. One of the things that he sent us is this necklace. Um, and I'll post a picture of that up on Twitter for you guys to see. Uh, it's a little black necklace uh, with a little silver clasp. And dangling from that is a handmade wooden uh, D20. Um, and it's kind of heat etched on the front to make it look like it's rolled a nat 20. And we are going to be using that in our season two as kind of a character king of the hill situation. Uh, so as you guys play through this season, each episode... Uh, we're going to count out the, the nat 20s that have been rolled in the episode. Uh, and at the end of every episode, uh, we're going to have an after show for season two. Uh, it's going to be called The Second Wind. Uh, and in The Second Wind, we're going to assign the winner of who rolled the most nat 20s in the episode. And they will get the necklace, the, the nat 20 necklace. Um, and then we're going to come back the next episode and do it all over again. Uh, and once again, in the after show that'll be on our Patreon, The Second Wind, whoever got the necklace from the episode before has to give it to the new king. And at the end of the season, whoever is the Nat 20 king gets to keep the necklace. But yeah, if you want one of those cool Nat 20 necklaces uh, made out of wood, it's super cool. Like I said, you'll go on our Twitter at Character Arcana. You'll be able to see a picture there. Then hop over to his Twitter, at StevensWWorks, uh, or go to his website, StevensWoodworks.com. I think that's going to wrap it up for our little Session Zero. It's supposed to just be a little quick intro to the world. Uh, it has been an honor to be your Dungeon Master. This is Nick Slayick. Uh, and with me was Griffin Dadson, who's over there giggling to himself. <laughs> I was just thinking about you saying it was an honor. I didn't know where to go from there. Like, what grand title you were going to give yourself? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, I did. I did want to throw out there. You could call me your GM, your game manipulator. Uh, I don't know. That's a thing now. Sounds people. gross. Yeah. <laughs> That's Tad. Tad. Fine. Yes. Fine. You. Just stick with Dungeon Master then. Nick Slake, Dungeon Master. Forget it. <laughs> Game manager. Um, who's, ne who's next? Griffin Say your name. Is Richard Bertelson. Uh, Ted Hong. Or, uh, sorry, no. Arm and Hammer. Who's who? I don't know. Arm what? and Hammer is... Ted Hong. Are you, uh, are you then also hammer. not a real boy? Uh, you know, How dare that you question say that comes up right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> far too often than it should. And our demon kitty. I'm Uman Kauka or Brett. I don't have a last name. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's Brett Larimer. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening to our episode zero, and we will be back soon with episode one of Campaign Two. Woo!